Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. When it comes to teaching kids and teens about money, practice makes perfect. That's where Greenlight comes in. With a debit card and money app of their own, kids learn to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest. Parents send instant money transfers, create custom chores, and automate allowance, while kids track their spending, set savings goals, and practice money skills they can use today and for life. Get one month free when you sign up at greenlight.com slash podcast. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hello and welcome to the Arash Markazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California. 98.5 The Bet in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 760 Hawaii. Joined by Adrian Hernandez and Brandon Deutsch. Adrian is cooling down in Vegas. How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing fantastic. Uh, remember, Monday shows are dangerous for me. I'm in the in-house studio. I got kids outside of the office, but we live dangerously around here. But I'm all right. <laughs> I uh, avoided the movie theaters this weekend because I couldn't get a ticket. But everything's good for me. Brandon, how are you this weekend? Yeah, I'm good, weekend? man. It was it was, it was was a very chill weekend. Uh, still Monday. You know, I'm going to Tahoe for a wedding tomorrow. So, uh, But, yeah, that's going to be fun. Uh, we'll see that. One of my good friends is getting married. He's a bit older, though, and he's, he's in his late 30s. Um, but, yeah, no, uh, that'll be fun. Uh, I haven't seen Oppenheimer or Barbie yet. I don't plan on seeing Barbie, but I do plan on seeing Oppenheimer at some point. I just want to see it in the 70 mm, and it's, like, so hard to see it at the Chinese theater. Um, so, yeah. Uh, here's the thing. There was a lot of things that I thought would go away that wouldn't come back. Um, thankfully, most of them have come back. Again, much like you guys, did not see, did not see Barbie did not see Oppenheimer, but both broke records at the box office. So, Adrian, I'm happy that the movie theater is back. People are going back out to the movie theater. Is this a one-time thing? Is this a phenomenon? Or do you think the movie theater is back? Listen, I hope it's back. Um, I'm kind of, so I'm biased. Uh, like I, I just said about kids at my house, my four-year-old son. Um, my son's autistic. And because of that, we go we go to some classes, we go to therapy. And in the height of the pandemic, he would have a he would have therapy early in the morning, and then in the afternoon, about three or four hours later, he'd have another session. And I wouldn't want to go home in between, so I was like, "Well, what can I do in Vegas heat for a couple hours?" And it would end up being the movie theater, and we went to go see everything. I, at one point, I think the the Fast Nine we went, there was no one there. We spent the entire movie just playing tag in the theater. I had never experienced that. So to go from that to now not even being able to buy a ticket, and as a matter of fact, Disney 
celebrating their hundred years, right? So what they're doing for these next three months is at a two week increment, they're re-releasing some of their classic movies in the theaters for two weeks at a time. It was Pirates of the Caribbean. This next two weeks, a Toy Story. I wanted to go take my kid to see the original Toy Story in the theater. I couldn't even that was sold out. And I think back when you think about Top Gun Maverick and then Spider-Man No Way Home with all three Spider-Men that people grew up with, like those were back to back. And those movies were like the top grossing movies of all time. And to see the momentum keep going, like shout out to Tom Cruise and shout out to Marvel for kind of keeping it Uh, keeping it uh, 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 just like barely on life support for some of these moments. And then the summer has been ridiculous, man, Um, throughout all these movies kind of culminating in this moment, which as it stands now, I believe it was the fourth biggest box office weekend ever. Like when you add up every movie ever, uh, Barbie, the Thursday night before like Friday for everyone was the biggest one of all time. Oppenheimer did decent. These are two movies that aren't a franchise or a, uh, what's it called? A sequel or a prequel or a spinoff of a franchise. These were original IPs. Um, the genius of some of the marketing with Barbie, um, the Ninja Turtles movies coming out next week. Like this stuff is not stopping. I'm hyped for that. So it's cool that people are going to the theaters again, because there is, it's just, it's a different feeling when you feel the excitement, the laughter, the action, the suspense, the sadness, whatever emotion for whatever movie, when you're doing it with a group of people that are also interested in the thing you are interested in. No, what I wanted to, yeah, go ahead, Arash. No, you're chilling. No, no, no. Okay. Wait, so I mean, because you're younger, Brandon, I, I think the majority of people, they consume movies, they, they watch shows, whether it's on Netflix, Hulu, <laughs> Paramount Plus, Max, all that stuff. Were you a big moviegoer? Yeah, I was. You know, I, I saw, I think the greatest movie experience was opening night, Avengers Endgame 2019, I think that was. That was before the pandemic, obviously, before everything changed. But it's super cool to see... You know, I went back. I saw No Way Home. That was sold out when I went there. Um, the Spider-Man the animated movie. Uh, oh, my gosh. Across the Sp- Spider-Verse, I think. Across the, the Spider-Verse. What, what's yeah. the second one? Is that Across the, the Spider-Verse. One? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that, that movie was excellent. Um, and that was that was a great experience. A lot of people there. I mean, I like it when the theater turns into, like, it's like we're watching a fight like or a sporting event. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like I love when everyone's locked in. You know, it's getting back to that, which is cool. I really hope that the studios can figure out, you know, the payments to the actors and and writers and come to an agreement. Because at some point, you know, all this content, remember, these movies were made like a year or two ago. So at at some point next year, we might be kind of, you know, Marvel's already pushed back a ton of stuff. And yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, it was kind of awkward. uh, Comic-Con was this weekend. And none of the actors, none of the, the, like, they really relied on people who are into toys and video games because voice actors are on a different, like, there's a different level compared to, the strikes going on so some of them could still show up um so to your point you're right and i do also i want to bring up one more thing um they clone tyrone is on netflix uh jamie fox the movie jamie fox was in john boyega that movie might be my favorite movie of the year i would suggest oh, people wow. to go on netflix um and yeah this is this is crazy because we're like finally movies are back and there's no way how is the industry gonna like do this to themselves that you finally for years we were wondering if this was going to work if people were going to come back pandemic or not just talking about streaming and how that's evolved for people and watching stuff and now for them to drop the ball like 
It's it's baffling. Honestly, it's baffling. Like movie theaters, the Burbank AMC, like That's I right. was worldwide because the AC was out and there was all these people there. <laughs> like it kind of reminded me of when Black Friday was a thing or when people would go show up for video yeah. game releases at Best Buy at midnight. Like you don't see crowds like that anymore for things. Um, so like movie, like please pay these actors, pay these workers, pay these writers so we can get back to the content. Otherwise, we're just going to thrive because sports will be there. And before we go into the sports, a lot of it is because of the streaming. Like one of my best friends is an actor and, you know, uh, if he has a theatrical release, it's guaranteed more money than, you know, you never really know how much it's going to do on streaming. And a lot of times Netflix and other streaming services don't disclose the numbers a lot of time. And that's the big problem, like with the writers and the actors, too, is if they don't have a set. Uh, you know, wage or how much money they're making based on, the, and then everyone's banking the producers and director and everything on the show's success on Netflix. It was the streaming thing that kind of made it. That's why they need to hash out these new contracts, make it fair. So speaking of going out and in seeing people live, so the one thing that I have not done that I'm planning to do with you, Brandon, uh, and I'm, this is why this is precursor to my question. The Angels had their last home game before the trade deadline. And so now like, we're getting close to the point where we can put this question behind us. But again, last home game before the trade deadline, Shohei Otani homers and the Los Angeles Angels won. Will Shohei Otani take the mound? Will he take the plate? Will he once again return home as a member of the Los Angeles Angels or will he be traded come the trade deadline? Yeah, I mean, the way it's looking right now, uh, he's going to be, he's going to remain an angel. If they have any shot at the playoffs, he's staying on the team. And right now, there's still four games back. It's really unfortunate because that loss they had at Pittsburgh in a game where they had Detmers on the mound was the game they should have won on Saturday. Offense fell asleep, um, but they bounced back. They took three out of, two out of three against the Pittsburgh. They swept the Yankees. Uh, you know, those Houston games go either way. They're playing really good baseball. The issue is... Everyone else is playing good baseball ahead of them, right? So there's still four games behind the Jays. They're never going to catch the Astros because the Astros own tiebreakers. So they don't even shouldn't even worry about the second wild card. Um, but I do think as of right now with Detroit, them going to Detroit, who I do expect them to play decent baseball, hopefully against. Although you never know with the team because they're very inconsistent. Some days they look like a World Series contender. Other days they look like one of the worst teams in the league. I'm just saying that how it is. But um, with that series, and if they can take one or two against Toronto uh, on this road trip, they, they will be keeping Shohei Otani. So I want to get you guys both opinions on this because, Brandon, you have a connection to what I'm about to ask Adrian. Uh, tomorrow, Tuesday, beginning of Raiders training camp. Uh, Wednesday, I think they put the pads on, but Tuesday, they, re- they report to training camp. Jimmy Garoppolo has been cleared. There's a lot of question about that. Who's going to be the quarterback? Is Jimmy Garoppolo ready to take the reins as the quarterback of the Las Vegas Raiders? He is. Uh, Again, another GQ picture of him walking into the facility Mm. the other day. Looking good. Brandon, I think, will still admit, despite the fact that he's uh, not in San Francisco, the best-looking quarterback in the league. Uh, Brandon, Jimmy Garoppolo, I always felt is the right quarterback to kind of like lead a team in this uh, period of flux. Again, maybe not a Super Bowl champion, at least as a starting quarterback, but my goodness, good enough to get you there. Your thoughts on Jimmy Garoppolo as he's now been cleared and is healthy and will begin training camp with Las Vegas. 
Yeah, I mean, I think this is going to be a tumultuous year for the Raiders. And this is why I say this. I don't think it's entirely Jimmy's fault. I just don't think they're prepared to, you know, win that division or even compete in that division. You have Sean Payton now on the Broncos. I think the Broncos will be better. I hate to say it, uh, Adrian. I know you, you know, you now, you're now in Raider Nation land. And I want the Raiders to be good. It's great for football. Jimmy's a great quarterback. But again, you got to look at Devontae Adams as a long ball guy. I know he was good at slants earlier in his career with Aaron Rodgers. Jimmy Garoppolo is a guy that's going to get the ball out quick. He's excellent at that. And he's an excellent game manager. He's going to keep them in every single game. Like, I truly believe that. I just think when the going gets tough and you're in Kansas City or you're in, you know, maybe they'll beat the Chargers because the Chargers have a tendency to choke close games. Um, You know, that's just kind of how it is. Maybe it's different now with Kellen Moore. I do expect the Broncos to be better or rush. I'm kind of concerned yeah. about the Raiders this year. I really am. I think maybe they'll, they're re- t- trending toward a rebuild, even though they have Jimmy Garoppolo on the roster. Adrian, what do you think, man? Look, first off, I, I'm, I, it's going to take a lot for me to, uh, to say anything negative about Jimmy G until football starts. Um, I think that getting Jimmy G in the first place signified that Mark Davis, as much that he, as much as he wants to win, is willing to wait it out and have this all be a part of a process because otherwise, why would you get Jimmy G? Um, he's familiar with the offense. Uh, that's another thing that you could be positive about with Josh McDaniels is even Derek Carr said how brilliant of an offensive mind he is. He's getting more and more of his familiar pieces. He uh, Devontae Adams had a lot of success. Josh Jacobs had a lot of success. I do think Josh Jacobs will be on the field opening day for the Raiders um, which is a positive, and we'll see what the improvements are with someone who already understands the system. And now, even when he understood the system, he didn't have the pieces that he has with the Raiders now with Devontae Adams and Josh Jacobs. But will they contend? No. This might be a 6-11 and 11 season, a 7-10 and 10 season. Um, and to me, it's kind of baffling uh, just how they're not like eager to compete with the new stadium, with some of the pieces and everything that they put. But, you know, that's why I'm not the general manager. That's why I stick to Madden and do it in there. Because you have to be realistic with how good of a look at your division. All right. First off, you got the champs. You got the champs with one of the best quarterbacks of all time, who is very young with one of the best tight ends ever. We know the success the Chiefs had. We know that the Chargers are extremely talented, whether they've shown it on the field or not. And to Brandon's point, how the Broncos have improved. So you have to be smart with some of the decisions that they're making. They focused on the draft. They had a lot of draft picks this year. This is something that the Raiders have not done in years is get a draft properly. They didn't swing for the fences in some of their picks. They wanted to tighten up a couple things, that defensive line, someone to go across Max Crosby. Crosby's going to do what he does. Saw him uh, this weekend at Battle for Las Vegas, a huge uh, softball game where all the Golden Knights and the Raiders show up. Obviously, he's always confident. I think this team will show some incremental improvements. And will will it end up being them contending this year? No, but there will be some improvement. Yeah, something I'll add, too, is, uh, you know, Adrian, before Rosh goes really quick, Adrian made, made a great point. The past drafts have been pretty atrocious until this past year. Um, you know, but whether that's, look, they couldn't have known Henry Ruggs was going to go to prison. You know, they, they don't know that. But Tyree Wilson was an excellent pick. They needed help on the defensive line. Getting to the quarterback was super important because it was all Max Crosby pretty much. Adrian hit it right on the money. I think Tyree Wilson 
has the upside of a five, 10 time pro bowler. He's that elite talented wise. And then they had an excellent second round pick. They signed Jacoby Myers, who's familiar with the system. I think that's a guy who's going to take a leap. Renfro is going to get back to playing how way he was with Jimmy because he's a slot guy. He's going to get the ball out quick, get some receptions. I agree with Adrian. I think it's possibly a 6-11 and 11 year, but very close games. They'll be competitive. You know, one of the things Las Vegas will struggle with is, uh, is something that Los Angeles struggled with, it being such a, a, a transient city. Again, you have a lot of people from around the country, around the world, who move here. Um, but again, if, if you're looking at your team's road schedule and you want to make one road trip, it's Las Vegas. You look at that home schedule, for the Raiders, and I can promise you, those games against the Packers, the Steelers, the Jets, I mean, there's a lot of games in there where I'm, I'm, I'm positive. The Packers, for sure. I mean, the majority of the crowd will be rooting for the road team. And that's just a tough thing. And again, when you win, and I loop in Las Vegas and Los Angeles in this way, and I know Las Vegas is a new pro sports town, they demand excellence. I think really at this point in time, when you look at what the Las Vegas Golden Knights have done, when you look at what the, like, what the Las Vegas Aces have done, if you don't put a good product on the field or on the court or on the ice, I'm not paying top dollar to go see a 6-11 and 11 team. So if the team's not performing well, you're just going to see a lot of opposing fans there. Well, it's not just, and to be clear, by the way, when you say top dollar, it's not just, hey, it's expensive. It's one of the most expensive, if not the most expensive. We'll check in with TickPick uh, closer to the season of the average ticket sale and average oh, yeah. ticket price. Um, and as bottom line, like this city, I think, has proven with its other sports, with just how they've shown out in, in, a, in a variety of events that have been in the city related to Las Vegas or not is that they show out and they're crazy and they're fanatical. And there's plenty of Raiders fans here that aren't going to pay four or $500 for just exactly. one for one ticket to see yeah. the team perform like they've been. So commitment to excellence, if you show up, if you guys start winning, that home field advantage will be there. Until I then, agree. it will be the one game in the schedule that every fan that does a road trip in the season will be able to convince their wife, their their significant other, who doesn't even care about sports because Las Vegas <laughs> is what Las Vegas is, and it has something for everyone. So that's on them. That's on the Raiders. It was a huge talking point last year of, like, what's going on? It's like, what do you mean what's going on? The team hasn't won. They haven't shown the signs. And why am I paying all this money? That is why I'm so shocked of some of the patience that some Raiders fans have about being okay. If ours, Mark Davis, I'd be infuriated. If I was a fan spending the money on the season tickets, well, actually, just to be really quick, earlier this uh, earlier this weekend, Raiders fans started to receive their season tickets, and some fans were upset that basically the, the opening, the box opening, it was the same presentation. The only okay. difference is when you open, there's a cover before you open your tickets, and on that cover is all the jerseys. And they were upset. They're like, this is the same box that we got last year. You know how much money I just paid? You guys can't even yeah. fix the, the, the boxing? <laughs> so, like, Raiders fans are keenly aware in their show out. The team needs to win to get that to happen. Exactly. I mean, I think at the end of the day um, – it's a lot of money, and and if it, if there's a good product on the field or on the ice on the court, you're you're going to show up. I mean, just look at what Las Vegas has done. I mean, I, when you look at them as a pro sports town, 
no one thought hockey would succeed. And my goodness, I mean, it's flourished to to I mean, like kick everyone's surpassed everyone's wildest dreams. The WNBA consistently sold out. So they've 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 done an amazing job. At the end of the day, if you don't have a good product on the field, on the court, in the ice, who's who's going to pay that? Right, Adrian. No, no. Why would you? I, I need to again. The most expensive ticket in the league, in the the sport that charges the most out of any of the sports in this country. They're not going to show up for that, and neither they they shouldn't. I don't care how gorgeous someone thinks the stadium is. The view looks spectacular from the concourse, but you're not going to pay six hundred dollars to go see that. Absolutely not. Exactly. So, listen, I, I, I think Las Vegas has proven themselves to be a fantastic sp- sports town. I think uh, there, there, there will be low-hanging fruit when uh, the team is not performing well, and there will be moments, much like Los Angeles, uh, we still get this in Los Angeles, where they'll pan the crowd and they'll see all these Cowboy fans, for example. You know, like, oh, look at all these Cowboy fans. Listen, I was at a Cowboy Rams parade. Yeah, but I was at a Cowboys 49 I was during the pandemic, but I was at a Cowboys 49ers game. Uh, it was half 49ers fans. Again, that was at Cowboys Stadium. These things happen, folks. And uh, at the end of the day, you don't judge a, a, a fan base by the people who can afford to spend $300 a ticket, $200 for a parking pass, $100 for a drink and, a, and like a hot dog and chips. I mean, it, it's... It's a little ridiculous, but again, with uh, our partners at TickPick, I'm just supposed to talk with them this week. Hopefully, we can get guys out to some games and um, have a good time. All right, let's leave it there for now. When we come back, Shandrima Shaturji from the Sporting Tribune will come on, talk about the Women's World Cup and all that's happening in soccer here in the United States. When we come back right here on the Mightier 1090s for the California, the Bet in Las Vegas, and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. We'll be right back with the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Welcome back to the Arash Markazi Show, presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California, 98.5 The Bet in Las Vegas, and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 760 in Hawaii. Just as a reminder, if you have a question or comment, or just want to win tickets to an upcoming game in Southern California, Las Vegas, or Hawaii, call our hotline, 310-400-0340. All right, let's go out to the Circus Sports Guest Hotline, and joining us now from the Sporting Tribune, Shandrima Shaturji. Wait, I, I am such a big fan of you on the show. You know, you were, um, I think, the only three-time guest, Adrian, three or four-time guest on the Sporting Tribune today. Uh, and you parlayed that, if I'm not wrong, to your own podcast, which we'll, we'll, we'll talk all about. How are you doing, my friend? I'm hanging in there. So busy. It's uh, Soccer doesn't seem to ever end. <laughs> Soccer's having a moment here, and I know you've heard this a lot during the course of your career covering soccer here in the U- U- in the United States. Probably to, to the point where you're like, yes, like it's a really big deal. But um, there's a lot happening right now, not only in Major League Soccer, but the, all of the best European teams are here, and the Women's World Cup is happening. 
I don't know where to start, but I guess I'll start here. The Women's World Cup. Um, they are in. They are here with a moment to do something that's never been done before in men's or women's World Cup. Three straight. Put into context what Team USA is trying to do here. Oh, wow. So basically, they're trying to set a record, but they've also established themselves as half new and half old. So they don't have as many veterans from 2019 as, as you might you know, have guessed. Um, they've lost quite a few to injury. So this is a pretty new uh, NWSL heavy um, squad that they have built. And it's, it's quite an exciting time, actually, uh, for me, I think, like to see these new stars, these new up and coming stars establish themselves on an international stage and also build our NWSL league up a little bit more, right? So not just focusing on the WSL stars so much. So for me, yeah. it's, it's a big deal. It's exciting for, for this country. Can we go into Sophia Smith really quick, though, if we're going to go straight into USA? Because it seems like she's next one up that's about to have all the Subway commercials. Like, that's how it feels. Right. Yeah. And I agree. Everyone kept saying she's the X Factor. She's the X Factor. And I was like, no, let's just give her a chance. It's her first time out. Yeah, she's great for Portland, but let's see what she has. And she showed off right away uh, what she's got, you know, two, two goals and assist. I, I can't even imagine the kind of pressure that she's facing. We expected the U.S. to do really well against Vietnam, one of the new newbies to the to the whole tournament. Right? People kept telling me, "Oh, it's going to be like nine nine zero. I'm like, "Okay, let's just calm down. <laughs> like maybe five, maybe five. And we didn't get there. We only got three, which actually isn't the best start. So there's, I would say, quite a bit of pressure on Sophie Smith at this point. Um, but it's pretty exciting, you know, an exciting time to be a rising star and the rising star for us. We're going to go a little bit around and not kind of stick to one thing. I, I do want to talk about all the European teams that have made their way to the United States this summer. It's a fun time for us here at the Sporting Tribune because we've really kind of pocketed Southern California and Las Vegas where a lot of these big games are going to be taking place. Is there one game in particular that you're looking forward to? And what is this time period like? Again, the best teams in the world, again, they, they, they love coming here. So whether it's Barcelona and Arcelona, uh, uh, Barcelona and Arsenal, my team, I'll be there at SoFi Stadium for that game. Um, what, what game, what team are you looking forward to? Well, Arsenal is also my team. There we um, go, Gooner. <laughs> yes. So I'm always looking forward to seeing them play. I, I was so happy that, you know, they played – um, Wrexham, right, as well? My, yeah. My dream? Yeah, okay. That was um, the Galaxy 2, right? Was was that yeah, the, the Galaxy yeah. second team? Yeah, yeah I, I mean, I, I'm not going to get a chance to see Wrexham play. I was admittedly excited to see how it, they lined up. Sorry, I didn't yeah. switch this. Um, <laughs> with MLS, MLS, like USL, um, and just where they kind of lied on the spectrum and just how good USL really is. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, we did see that yesterday. Yeah, it wasn't that good, but yeah. Yeah, I, I, I didn't expect that, actually. Um, but I, I am honestly, obviously, most excited about um, AC Milan, um, and you know why. Um, seeing Pulisic here, it, it just, it should be a dream for everybody, right? So, honestly, anytime they play at this point, 
I, I expect mega crowds. Um, but uh, I'm I'm really looking forward as well to the to the game at SoFi Stadium that's coming up. Yeah, what about you, what about you, Adrian? A lot of big games happening here in Las Vegas. By the way, I'm I'm really bummed that Las Vegas um, pulled themselves out of the World Cup um, draw in terms of. And here's what Such I was told. Such a stupid decision. You're right. So what I was told was that um, they did not feel that they would be in the running for either a semifinal or final game. And Las Vegas loves their sports. They will do whatever it takes to host these big events. But they want to host big events, you know, whether it's the Super Bowl, whether it's F1, whether it's the Final Four, you go down the list. Um, and they're not wrong because Shandrima, as we look into, and they have not made this official, you know, who's going to be hosting the semifinal and final for the World Cup in uh, 2026. The feeling is that the top three will be Dallas, New York, and Los Angeles. And as much as we would love Los Angeles to host the final, what we've been hearing is that is not the case. So that, that, that was the feeling from Las Vegas that, listen, I mean, if we're not going to host a semifinal and we're not going to host a final, like we're not going to go totally out of our way to host a, a first round game. But anyways, so Adrian, are you excited again? We won't get a world cup game in Las Vegas. Manchester United will be here. Barcelona is going to be here. There's going to be a lot of big teams here. Well, to your point, they didn't even put in a bid, so they were like, just forget it, um, and, yeah. and you brought up Manchester United. They'll be here this upcoming Sunday, the 30th at Legion Stadium. It's actually been kind of interesting because earlier this month, uh, hosting some of the, the Gold Cup games, and one of the things that was very shocking is all the soccer games that have been at Allegiant Stadium have pretty much been sold out for the most part. The Gold Cup was no exception, and... For some reason, Allegiant Stadium didn't have enough security and the viral moments of not only some of the fights and just, well, I'm going to call it the BS, not only in the stands and outside of the stands. I hope it's a lesson for them to kind of tighten up when you sell liquor and you got 80,000 people freaking out over their country, especially when it's something that is so like... It is in baseball. There's not 81 wow. chances to see your team in wherever you live at. So this is like a once-in-a-lifetime moment. But it's cool. It, 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 you know, it, it's cool to have that here in Las Vegas because, as we know, um, as we get into the MLS here in a little bit, that Las Vegas was passed up on and that expansion team's going to San Diego. So it's cool that we get these little moments, and it's just so baffling. In my agenda of Las Vegas being the sports capital of the world, it is the ugly pimple on the forehead that this city didn't even put in a bid to host any sort of World Cup game. At some point, someone in that room had to be like, who cares if it's an exhibition for the World Cup or one of the the, the early round, uh, round robin games games at the beginning of the tournament we have to have that you put that on your resume um but thankfully this being the city that it is we still have some of those premier games that fans are just eating up exhibition or not so the big moment here uh coming up for major league soccer uh or, or at least that 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 that, that happened that i was really excited about <laughs> rose bowl that that game in the rose bowl i thought was fantastic so I do want to talk about that first before. I don't want to bury the lead, but we had one of the most significant moments in Major League Soccer history who is Lionel Messi. But first of all, the game with the Rose Bowl, your thoughts on that? That was, I mean, they, they you know, they broke the record. Most fans attended. It was a fantastic game. Yeah. What was, what was the significance of that game? 
Oh my God. So they had a lot to make up for. That was the opener, the, yeah. the MLS, you know, big opener that was everything marketing wise. The, the, they were ready to like start the season with and, and, and then it got canceled, rained out. Right. Um, so they had a lot riding on this and honestly, the galaxy had a huge, huge stake in winning that. And yeah. God bless them. They did it. Um, I, I, I am, I'm still a little, I'm a little bit hurt and disappointed by that, but I, I'm very proud of them for, for pulling that off. I actually think it was huge for the galaxy to win that, um, considering everything that they've been going through this season. Um, and yeah, no, there isn't a single El Trafico that's disappointed me in terms yeah. of drama or goals um flair like for this to be the 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 goals the goal was set to break all records and and for them to do it i think was so important they did it and i think for me it's the best rivalry that mls has i know a lot of people are going to come at me for saying that but i have never seen a rivalry like it in my in my time so i'm just so grateful that this was the one that did it uh Onwards okay. and upwards. And All the right. stadiums need to be more full, right? Like, we need bigger stadiums. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But by the way, I, I do think that is the direction a lot of pro sports are going in, smaller stadiums. Um, the Rose Bowl at some point will reduce capacity. The Coliseum has already reduced capacity. I think, generally speaking, they want smaller stadiums. Um, th and this is the part of it that, that most fans don't want to hear. You know, more uh, suites, uh, club seats, luxury boxes. Again, Reduce capacity, improve the TV product. I think a lot of people are watching these games on TV. Speaking of TV product, probably one of the most dramatic moments in regular season sports history over the past few years. Definitely one of the best moments in Major League Soccer history. It was almost like there was scripted. Lionel Messi. First game with Miami, LeBron was there, Serena Williams were there, uh, Kim Kardashian was there, everybody was there. Walk-off, game winner. I mean, you don't see that in soccer. What did you think of that as you were watching that? Oh, my God. I was, I was actually <laughs> – I was, I was, like, jumping up and down. There were so many times I was standing up, like, he's got to score. This has to happen. It can't go any other way. This has to be the moment. And, yeah, I felt terror in my heart when it was like, oh, my God, it's a penalty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, that was it. Yeah. I, I, I still remember an unfortunate moment when he didn't make a penalty and, you know, temporarily quit his career in soccer. And, and I just kept flashing back to that moment and praying that it didn't happen because this was so important for everything. Um, and God, it happened. And I don't know. I'm sorry for doubting it, but it, it was just the most <laughs> magnificent. I was jumping and screaming and I think my mom thought I was crazy. Um, I, I was so happy and I was even more happy when they panned over to, you know, David Beckham's face, like the tears yeah. and, and, and like, uh, so much was riding on it for him and for everyone that wants to see the league succeed. Uh, I just, it was like the world was watching and he did not fail us. Um, and he's amazing, right? I, I just, yeah. he's the true goat. And, and I guess my question for you because um, that is my sport, so I, I feel yeah. heavily like a heartfelt like, yeah, it was the most important moment in sports history. I don't think it was, but uh, my heart is saying it is. But like, 
For you guys. You know, so for me, really quick, I thought non-championship, so non-like, you know, championship, regular season moment. Like over the past five years, and I, it's hard for me to think of like the, maybe the last ten or so, but like one of the most dramatic regular season moments, right? I mean, just like in terms of there was a lot of uh, attention on this moment. It was a very significant moment. And for him to have a goal like that at that stage of the game, considering who was there, what the t- ticket prices were, I mean, it was – in. I mean – to the point, the beauty of sports is you can't script it. And to be honest, as the old cliche is, if you put that in the script, they would say, hey, tweak it a little bit. This is a little bit too much, like, on the nose. Like, there's no way this would happen. One of the best regular season moments I think I've ever seen. Okay. Well, Shane Dreamer, you know I, I like to get spicy, so so let's do this right now. <laughs> okay. Because you, you said it, soccer's your sport. You know, you think of memorable MLS moments. Of course, in L.A., you got to go back to Zlatan's uh, 2018 debut. So the question is, Uh prisoner of the moment, I will admit with the question, was the free kick 93rd minute game winner, like we just said, most memorable kick in MLS history, yes or no? 100%. Oh, there we go. (laughs) Not going to hesitate. And, and honestly, the, the El Trafico that you're mentioning, his de- Zlatan's the debut will live on in infamy forever. It was it was my birthday. I was, I, it was like, that also was like, is this scripted? No, because it's, it's Zlatan. And yeah. honestly, like, I don't expect anything less. Um, this game, uh, it's Inter-Miami. Now, if you've watched Inter-Miami, and even if you haven't, you, you, you know their record right now. Um, it's like... <laughs> so, so the thought of Messi and friends coming on and actually impacting the team dynamics so fast, um, you know, they weren't fabulous, but honestly, I, the, I expected that match to go in a very different way. Um, you saw it right away. It was like the Messi effect. Uh, it, it was it was like this. And I don't think that Zlatan's impact was the same. I think that was all him. I think that all was from him. Whereas with Messi, I get the sense that everybody's level goes up when you're on the field with him. And that's the impression I get from talking to other players from other teams. That They're just like, oh, my God, like we got we to gotta level up. Like, this is it. Yeah, so, so that's that's my that's my little spiel. <laughs> All right, well, we're putting this on Twitter, so whatever they oh say, no one, no one's gonna go after you, though. By the way, no one is. Nobody <laughs> is. Well, you got backup. You got backup. Yeah. I promise you. Honestly, though, guys, you, did you did anybody watch the Apple uh, Apple TV um, big you know Sunday night? I don't know what to call it. Like mega. They had the blimp in the air. They had all their press. Yeah, right. In the rain and watching David Beckham slide down that path, <laughs> I just was like, oh, my God, please don't let Messi break his leg. <laughs> it's Well, it's unbelievable to me. I mean, you brought up how bad, you know, they're, they're the worst team in MLS. Uh, the team's in Fort Lauderdale. The stadium hasn't been built. It's basically on top of a swamp. Yeah. Like, the way that they made it look really, really good. Um, was super impressive and it's just it's one of the more fascinating things going on in sports like the risk everything that was given to Messi to come over here 
and really see the impact. And another thing that was cool, too, is, you know, this wasn't a regular season game. This was the tournament with La Liga, which La Liga is actually the most watched league in this country, um, technically. Um, so it's just it. How could it have been better for the league, at yeah. least for the to, to start it off? Right. So yeah. we'll, we'll see what happens if more people watch it. The better, that means more eyes on your articles, and that's what I'm here for. More ears on your podcast, Andrema. So it's it's just it's it's cool to see because even the the whole sports world was like, this is a moment, and the MLS hasn't had that, and that's what it was. Yeah, I don't know, Arash. Like growing up, did you ever think Messi would play for a no. team in this country? Yeah, exactly. Well, so that. I, I, I think back to the column that you wrote for the Sporting Tribune following him winning the World Cup. Again, I mean, this is not a player who's about to retire now. And again, he's not maybe at the pinnacle of his career, but he's at the the high the high watermark moment of his career will hit will be him being carried off on the field holding the World Cup trophy. So he he just had that this year. And following that high watermark moment, he comes to Miami. He comes to Major League Soccer. So you're getting that right in the, like, right, like a couple of months after that. So this is a very significant moment for the league. And again, like, I've been there for all the big moments. You know, David Beckham and Robbie Keane. And as you know, Shandrima, the big reason that those moves, in my view, succeeded, at least locally, um, they won. And I don't know if the, if, if Miami can win right now. But I think that they will. And I think that's the big moment. When you have those moments, when the MLS Cup matters, and I think it will. Again, com coming off one of the greatest games in, I think, the greatest game in Major League Soccer history. Again, time after time, right, the league is having these moments. And I, and I, and I totally believe it's one of the, the big five. You know, for years it was the big four professional <laughs> leagues. There's no doubt in my mind it's a big five now. Mm -hmm. At the very least. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, well, yeah. you know, we'll see. And by the way, I think, Adrian, there is a big six. And I, I don't want to discredit the WNBA. I, I think where we are with professional sports, we're at a really good place. And the only thing stopping Las Vegas, and I think it was very close at the end between San Diego and Las Vegas, San Diego has Snapdragon Stadium, a brand new, mm -hmm. uh, again, built for uh, college football but perfect size, right? 30, 35,000 seats. I think when Las Vegas uh, does that and they get a, a soccer-specific stadium, again, that, 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 that'll happen very soon. We're, we're going to see a Major League Soccer team in Las Vegas. And um, listen, Shandrima, we're going to have you back on because we're just at the beginning of the Women's World Cup. And as someone who can't sleep like I do, I love these, these kickoff times at midnight and 3 a.m. and 6 a.m. So we'll have you back on. That's all the time we have for today. But we'll do it again tomorrow. Until then, this is Arash Markazi saying stay safe stay healthy. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 
Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, parents. Greenlight is here to take one big thing off your to-do list, teaching your kids about money. With a Greenlight debit card and money app of their own, kids and teens learn to earn, save, and invest. You can send money instantly, set flexible controls, and get real-time notifications of your kids' money activity. Set up chores and put allowance on autopilot to reward them for their hard work. Then, learn about the world of money together. Get one month free when you sign up at greenlight.com slash podcast.